Hey everyone, it's me, Sean Capri. I'm in my car and you're listening to the most horsepowerful podcast on the internet. It's the Xbox Drive. I'm on a Skype call with my friend Ryan Turford. He's the man on the moose and on our journey today, we saw Craig has a new beard and that new Halo campaign update. So let's jump on into the Xbox Drive. Greater than X. Hello, Sean Capri. Ryan Turford, I recently saw you in real life. We had McDonald's together. We hung out. We saw some people. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm still recovering from an, an amazing weekend uh, with both you and some other podcast hosts and just the yes. community in general. So honestly, uh, Fan Expo was a ton of fun mm-hmm. this weekend. Uh, be, being able to uh, hang out in person all weekend was amazing. And yes. we did two podcasts in person as well, as well as some yep. other stuff. So. Yeah, it was amazing weekend, Sean. We and did I'm it. So happy that I got to spend it with you and some other people. So yeah, man. Go. Yeah, shout out to freaking Court Lalonde from Assemble XP, and who else did we see? We saw Andrew Watson and Angela from uh, from, from listening. Yeah, <laughs> from the community, then, Steve Bagari. Uh, yeah, we also saw Matt from the PlayStation Drive in person. Of course, yes, of we course. recorded. Yep, Burnout Brighter. That's a shout out to his uh, his podcast. You and I joined him on on talk about horror games over there. So people should definitely check that out. It's all yep, the, the people, links man. are in the description for that, by the way, folks. If you missed out, we did join uh, Matt on his show, Burnout Brighter, um, and I linked all the, the links in the show notes. So if you definitely nice. go give that a shout, give him a follow, um, and give him a big old Yumi Capri welcome and hello over there nice. on Burnout Brighter. So, of course, that segues us nicely, or not really cleanly anyways, into cleaning <laughs> the garage. Let's uh, clean the garage a little bit. So first off, if you like what we do and you want to support the show, there's a number of ways to do that. Number one, you can subscribe on your podcast feed of choice. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. We're on all the things, so check us out there. Also, if you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we will read it on this show. Additionally, if you want to see our beautiful faces every single week, we put up a video version of this show every single Thursday morning over on YouTube, youtube.com slash Capri. Go like, subscribe, share with all your friends, do all the things that YouTubers tell you to do over on YouTube, especially if you just leave a comment that just says, I'm here for the algorithm. Yeah. We always love that as I'll well. Hail the helps out. Last but not least, of course, uh, you can support us over on Patreon, patreon.com slash Capri. You get early access to this show, as well as our other shows, as well as some exclusive content. And uh, Sean, we've got a special episode coming up soon of the Yumi and Capri podcast. So yeah. look forward to that on the Patreon as well. Last thing, I know I said that was the last thing, but I also <laughs> forgot to mention Extra Life is next week. It's oh, yeah. happening, so we should probably promote that as well. So first off, if you want to donate to either myself or Sean, we're both representing the team Phoenix Overdrive, and we're both raising money for different uh, children's hospital charities. Uh, the links are in the show notes as well. Sean, you've got some sweet giveaways as well. Is that correct? Giving away an Xbox Design Labs controller. It's the official Xbox Drive Rubber Edition. Green and black and sweet and looks really good. Says the Xbox Drive on it. So we're going to give that one away to one lucky winner. We've got some codes coming on in. And uh, yeah, check out the page. It's all in the links. So we've got to bury the skinny Matt. We've got to bury the Kevin Austin. Bury anybody who thinks they can beat us at at fundraising. Um, So there, that's what we're going to do, Ryan. 110%. And of course, Sean's going to be in Rome, New York next weekend and if you are in the area or able to make it uh if you go over to sean if you hit up sean or if you go fo- uh follow nystar on twitter um you can get Nisiar, all the it's raising backwards Nisiar. 
Sorry. Nisiar, uh, Raisin Backwards. I'm sorry. But yeah, go yeah. follow him. You get all the details on, on how to go meet up in Rome, New York. Otherwise, I'll be streaming on Wednesday next week. Um, yes. So during our normal time, in fact, we might be doing a little Xbox Drive Live, maybe, question mark, if, as long as we're still doing the show next week. Uh, we haven't really talked about that yet. Um, but also, I'll <laughs> be going to be playing RPGs the, all day. Off the ground. Yeah. Let's so go. So you can come watch me play RPGs, and that'll be on the Yumi Capri YouTube page. So oh, YouTube.com nice. slash Yumi Capri as well. All right, with all that out of the way, let's grab our A-tracks, pop them in. It is time for the playlist. And uh, Sean, since we were mostly in person this weekend. You saw it. I don't know how many games we really played this week, but uh, still hit me up. What did you play this week, my friend? You and I played NHL, Ryan. We played we uh, Edmonton Oilers versus the Calgary Flames. And um, it was actually a pretty close close game, Ryan. We did pretty it was well. One, one would call it a barn burner. A, barn zero, burner. a, a one nil bar, barn burner done by the Edmonton Oilers in overtime shot. Yep. Then we did an all-star game. game. That was pretty yeah. fun. Um, Ryan, something happened. I want to uh, jump over to Far Cry 6 because something has happened with of this course. game. I'm having fun with Far Cry 6. Actually. Are you? I am. I actually kind of stopped doing things in total order. I'm kind of just doing things all over the place. I'm actually... <laughs> straddling the fence on the remaining two giant areas of story. <laughs> and I'm kind of like bouncing back and forth. I'm not just 100% with one faction. I'm actually making some progress on the other one as well. And it's actually, it's becoming quite a bit of fun. I could really understand that if somebody wanted to, you know, buy this game for 60 bucks and just kind of like run around and blow stuff up, like it's, it's got that. So <laughs> I'm, I'm coming closer and closer to the end of this game. And I've been on a journey with it and I really can't wait to, really do like a bit of a wrap-up review discussion with you very soon on mm. the whole package itself. Cause there's a lot to, there's a lot to talk about with Far Cry 6. Oh, for sure. I think, I think we're going to have like a really awesome conversation about it. I know we've already talked about it a lot on this show yeah. already. Um, and I know I was a little bit more negative than maybe you are, but I can definitely see the appeal for, for what you just described where if someone again, just wants a big open world game where you go blow yep. stuff up and haven't, you know, hasn't played every single Far Cry game that's that's been ever been released, let alone mm-hmm. almost every other Ubisoft title. Yeah, I totally yeah. can get the appeal and why you might actually enjoy it a lot. Um, so yeah, I'm excited yeah, to don't have rush that conversation. It, I would say like that. That's sort of like the thing that I've just kind of allowed myself to just play it. And when I, mm-hmm. I I just kind of was I was just smiling and also playing with you in the room was super fun because you and I play this and approach this game completely differently. Uh, I just run in and I blow stuff up. And you're more of the, the stealth person, which we kind of knew, but it was it was fun to almost like lean into that as a as a hilarious person yeah. that I am, Ryan. Especially just trying to watch Sean do stealth was interesting. Yeah, because <laughs> it would least. last for like what maybe 25 seconds, and I go like, yep. ah, nuts to this! I've got a I've got a fireworks explosive. I've got my Supremo weapon on my back, and I'll just blow everything up. You got helicopters? I'll blow that up too. Like it doesn't even matter, man. Yeah, Super they, fun. I mean, they, the 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 guys didn't even really matter in a lot of ways. Nope. So. Sean, just reappear. <laughs> Later. There was there was something though that we played together that you didn't mention that is Xbox adjacent, and that is Halo Fireteam Raven. We oh, actually played that's right. The Halo arcade game. We went yes. to uh, the rec room yep. in Toronto, which is kind of this like arcade bar kind of thing. It kind of it's kind of like Dave and Buster's for those that live in the states. Yeah. And uh, we actually saw the Halo arcade machine there. And yep. after a long, long wait. To actually get on the the machine, Sean, we played the last uh, basically uh, from level three onwards till the end yep. of the game. Yeah, and uh, Sean, I had a ton of fun playing. Reroll credits. It was Dude, awesome. 
that game is actually really, really good. Like it looks very impressive. It's not just a, it's not just a Halo splashed on something else. Like maybe like the old Terminator Two arcade light light gun game. Yep. It is real. It's a, it, it's it's an exciting ride. You see Master Chief pop in. It's got to be like 8K or something. Like the visuals just really pop on it, and it feels good. A great kind of uh, selection of weapons, going from the Needler, of course, to shotguns to assault rifles to my favorites, the turrets. Blowing yep. stuff up, really very expensive though. I will say, <laughs> like it yeah. costs us a lot of points uh, to finish to finish this thing. But we were determined playing with four players all at once, man. Yeah, and we had to see the ending. And I love too how like the story in it is kind of ties into Halo Combat Evolved and like yeah, how weaves how, in and out. Yeah, yeah, how it weaves in and out of Chief's story, mm-hmm. which was really cool uh, to see. So yeah, I I really enjoyed it. And for those that have never haven't had a chance to check it out yet, and you've got you know an arcade near you, I, I suggest highly suggest checking it out, especially if totally. You've got Even if it's expensive, I still think mm-hmm. it's worth it. It was a lot. Set of aside fun. some dollars. Yeah, don't don't quit after the first time you die. Like set aside some some dollars. Know that you're going to be spending some some cash on this thing, yep. and and get to the end. We rolled credits on it, man. We certainly did. We I rolled we, credits uh, on Far Cry, by the way. By it accident. It's true. You got yeah. the special ending. I got a special ending. I I was actually, I think I was messaging you and Matt about something. I was, I was in a plane and people should do this. Just leave, like let a plane fly in, I guess maybe any direction. I don't even know if I was going in the right direction. Uh, yeah. And I roll credits by accident. So there, yeah. little secret well, yeah, ending. All of the Far Cry games ever since four right. have had a special ending uh, that you can trigger by doing something s- specific. Staying so still. In this yeah. game, you basically have the choice um, pretty early on to go back to Go go to the states and right. kind of leave Yara behind, essentially, and that's kind of it's what an achievement. Does. It's not even yeah. a secret achievement. It's not even hidden or anything. So nope. I, I actually thought that was the end of the game. I thought it was spoiling the end of the game, but it doesn't. It spoils the secret ending. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you probably get an email from uh, El Presidente saying, "Ha, you left Yara to all to be. I'm going to enjoy this because that's I been a thing that's that been going email. around. Oh, I want that. Emails. Yeah. Oh, that's funny." Yeah, it'll send those out. I actually got mine closer to when I finished the game where I got like all of them coming at once. It's like, oh, you've taken one of, oh, my, pro- so uh, one of my provinces and here's your stats for like the first act and then so on and so forth till the, the end of the game, essentially, which is interesting. Um, mm. I also was playing a lot of Tales of Vesperia on Switch. Nice. Uh, the Definitive Edition. I love the Tales series and I love Tales of Vesperia and I wanted to replay it and I've been playing it kind of while we were on the road. So I, that's kind of mostly what I played on the road in in the hotel room it just left yep. game pass recently so but oh, it does yeah. go on sale a lot so that there is that available as well riders republic sean i don't know if you knew this had a free trial week and that happened while we were in toronto but it basically got extended until this morning um so it's actually right. over now um where you basically are were able to play the first four hours of the game for free so that's actually awesome. Uh, jumped into that plus your save carries over which is awesome so um, i played for the first hour was really 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 digging it again it uh, it, it goes back to what i talked about before with kind of the beta where mm. it, in all but name it's pretty much just forza horizon but with bikes and that's the snow, best pitch. snowboards and skis and wingsuits and stuff like that like all kinds of weird modes of transportation to the point where like mm-hmm. you've got essentially the ubisoft equivalent of drivatars that mm-hmm. you're racing against in a race to the presentation oh, oh hi there can the i please design. get a large uh coffee with two splenda and two large diet cokes thank you uh, no that's all thank you no decaf 
Man, I did the same mistake yesterday. <laughs> I, I first started saying large, thinking I was going to say Diet Coke, but I actually then wanted two, so I switched mid-sentence to the coffee. And Man, it's hard to podcast and order food and make sure that I'm not interrupting you in a totally rude fashion. And uh, it's, it's weird, man. This is a well, weird Well, you were so gig. excited about Riders Republic, Sean, that you just couldn't I really help am. I really am. And, and it's one thing to say, uh, you know, shout out to anybody who's returning to traveling anytime soon. Check to make sure that you get free Wi-Fi in your hotel. Because yep. we thought that was a gift. Given, and we did not get free Wi-Fi, so that kind of nope. that, that that hampered things a little bit. Not that we were wanting to spend the entire time playing video games, but I, I might have jumped into Riders Republic had we actual internet access um, yeah. in our hotel room, or let alone you had to connect to the internet even to play Far Cry or some just other games, to, just to authenticate. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a time that was you know just a, a heed heed our warnings, everybody. Yeah, so Riders Republic, all in all, I think it's still pretty fun from the the first. Again, three hours I got to play. I didn't get to play kind of the full trial before it expired because I didn't have a lot of time between yesterday and today. But could uh, be a dark horse, Ryan. It could be something that surprises people. I, I think when people saw it for the first time, they're like, ah, I don't yeah. know, kind of middling. But yeah, it could be. I'm, it I'm excited to try it out. Me. Like it was mm-hmm. a game that I was like cautiously optimistic for when they first showed it. But then once I saw gameplay, I was like, oh, that looks pretty fun. Maybe I'll check this out. And then yeah. after I started playing it, I was like, wow, this is actually really a lot of fun. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for people to get, get out, check out the full game or even nope. uh, for me to check it out as well. So yep. I'm sure we'll be talking yep. about it over the next couple of weeks. Maybe we'll see. So <laughs> maybe. Uh, look Thank out for you. That you too. At some point. All right. All right. I'm saving the brakes on this conversation. It is time but I'm for in the some middle of the drive through. While you're the get, it doesn't matter. I'll like I'll, I'll I'll hold people up behind me. That's very rude. Oh geez. Oh geez. Thank you. I like just slamming the brakes. Well, you know, you're in the drive-thru. So while while Sean pulls into his normal parking spot, let's tee up this first <laughs> story. Halo Infinite. Oh my received gosh. Received a new campaign overview trailer. This kind of happened uh, while we were traveling essentially on uh, on Monday. So Yeah, I was on um, the way back to the airport. I was basically in like the 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 train, the terminal that they bring you between the terminals. I was mm-hmm. on that watching on my phone on this thing. And Boy, howdy, Ryan Turford. Halo Boy, is back. Howdy. It looks it looks pretty awesome. So it they looks kind of amazing. teed up a little bit of the story, and then they talked about uh, showed off one of the outposts um, that you go to, and kind of Master Chief taking down the outpost because it had specific um, uh, mission objectives. How you had to blow up these silos with the mm-hmm. rocket launcher, um, and they showed off some of the cool moves you can do. One of the ones that I loved was. Um, being in like fast chief in midair while two banshees are coming at him, yes. he blows up one of the banshees and then like uses the Grapples. grapple shot mm-hmm. on the other one. Yes. to go to it and and hijack it. I thought that was amazing. Yes, um, but then they showed off a lot of cool stuff. They showed off some interesting enemies, and mm-hmm. all in all, I think Craig. the game looked amazing, Sean. It looked Ryan, amazing. I'm so happy, and I think I saw our good friend over at the trophy room, Mister Bad Bit, just talking about like when that music hits, like. It's so, it's so good. And thank God they made the really challenging choice to delay this a year, at least so far. And Mm -hmm. I I believe like the hype in the community has only been more positive at this stage that they took the time. I think the the betas that they've done is, is right. The campaign we've now seen, we can stop like all the fear mongering that I'm hearing. Like we haven't seen anything. It's probably broken. Like I feel Mm -hmm. like that kind of quieted that a little bit and just kind of gave me just enough of a setup for um, for the story. I don't want to know anymore. What happened to Cortana? This is is the AI. Is her name the weapon? Is that what that was? 
They just refer to her as the weapon in the trailer. Right. So we don't know if that's going to be her final name or something else. But. She might be my new favorite character, man. Holy crap. What a year of, of characters in video games this year. She is. She, she might be my new favorite, my friend. She, she like is pretty adorable. So I like her a lot. She I love kind of her banter right. with the, the, the pilot as well yes. uh, in, in the trailer as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm actually really excited for the campaign. It looks pretty awesome. Um, so, of course... Since we got Halo news, oh, um, yeah. we actually got a couple questions from the community. About this. So let's start with mostly Martinez. Huh? Uh, Martinez mostly. Exactly. He asks the question: Are you more hyped for the campaign or multiplayer now what that we've seen question. this trailer? After uh, the new campaign trailer, has it changed your mind one way or the other? So yeah, I, I think that this trailer just got me even more excited for the game. I was, I mean, I was already pretty excited for yeah, you know, Halo Infinite's campaign because I love the Halo campaigns, and mm-hmm. now that we've seen that it looks awesome, I'm even more excited for it. Um, and generally, I I more excited about the campaign in in Halo games than multiplayer. So. Yeah. I would definitely say campaign for sure is what I'm more hyped about, Sean. What what do you think? Do you feel the same way? Man, well, it's tough because we've played multiplayer, so I've had a little taste and I've been really, really hyped about that. But this did an excellent job of getting me excited for the single player campaign. And I've talked about this over the last maybe six months or so of how I think it's hard to show single player. I think it's really, really difficult to go, we need to show you gameplay because people will will poop all all over it if it's just a sort of like in-engine trailer or some sort of like CGI kind of thing. So I think (laughs) they did a good balance of that. Give me a little taste of what the story is. What I'm curious about, I don't know if this hampers my hype about it, but right off the heels of our Far Cry 6 conversations and a lot of the conversations that surround Far Cry 6 right now is um, can you tell a really good, compelling story with a gigantic map? Like this is, it's Halo's going into a new kind of area, new direction here. And and Gears 5 did it as well, kind of a almost like a open world light. I don't think that there's, anything open world light about this. I think this is full on open mm-hmm. world. So I'll be very curious to see how they they weave all this storytelling um, in and out of kind of just going over here and destroying this base. And hopefully the, the story remains kind of top and, and the storytelling is, is compelling and all those things. So I have questions, but can I just sit on the fence on this one to, in direct response to the question? Because Halo yeah. Saturdays are a thing. We can't ignore that. It's something we've been enjoying with the community for a year basically at this point yeah. and and multi, like, single player looks great too so i think they're just they're really killing it at this point it looks really really good yeah honestly like i think both are going to be awesome and as long yeah. as they stick the landing with the campaign like i honestly think like halo infinite could easily be one of the games best games we played this year so um, it, yeah it, totally. they're certainly teeing it up to be an amazing experience so i actually can't wait for it as well and uh, let's bring in Court Lalonde as well. Pat Court Lalonde. So handsome. Who asks, does Halo Infinite need Battle Royale? Also, oh. what was the best part of Toronto besides meeting me? And he gave a little smiley face as well. Me- so, meeting you, Court. That was the best part. I, well, meeting Andrew and Angela. And and, yeah. um, and I've never met your brother before. That's true. Of course, that, I met Kyle. That, that's true. It certainly happened. Kyle listens to the show as well. So mm-hmm. he's, he's actually also a listener, just like, just like, uh, Andrew as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, actually, yeah, there's that. So yeah, honestly, I think there were so many great things about the Toronto trip, even meeting court, you know, really awesome. Lots of also uh, awesome thing also happened on top of that. But to court's question, do you think Halo oh, yeah. needs a battle Royale at all? Sean? Uh, I, I don't, 
think so, mainly because the multiplayer is free anyways. I think right. that I don't I think that that question maybe was raised early on before anybody would even consider that the core of Halo multiplayer could ever even be offered as a free product. But now that you can get your Slayer, your Team Slayer, your Capture the Flag, all the big team battles, all those things, like that's all free. So I don't think it needs it. I'd be curious to see if it if it's part of the roadmap though. Like I could see this coming in like year two and a half or something because we're going to be with Halo Infinite for a long time. That's kind of my my quick and dirty take on it, Ryan Turfer. What about you? Yeah, I, I because of how in depth the multiplayer suite looks like it's yeah. going to be. Like I don't, I would rather them just focus on that and not mm-hmm. try and diversify with a battle royale. Yes, it might mean that they have a little bit smaller of a player base than you know Fortnite or something like that. But you know what? I don't Maybe. think it matters. I think it uh, differentiates it, honestly. Like, it's another free-to-play multiplayer game that isn't a battle royale. Like, that's almost like it's automatically different. You don't have to compete against Fortnite, the call it the, the Warzone, the Apex. Like, there's so mm-hmm. many of those. So right. it's free-to-play, which is great. That's what you want on your, you know, to get your player base up. And it's different. So it's just not falling in the same thing. So I could see it. I could see it coming later. But yeah, I think actually it's probably wise to not have a battle royale at this point. Or, I mean, it would be better if it's like its own experience, like maybe a year after it comes out, maybe that's they do saying. like a standalone client. Totally. Just, mm-hmm. just like Warzone does it yep. with Call of Duty. Like, I think that's, if they're going to do it at all, that should be the approach they go with it. And not even tie it with Halo Infinite, tie it just to Halo. Just be like Halo Battle Royale something. Dude, what's like the road. Brute's name? Speaking, not speaking of multiplayer at all, but the, um, the guy who shows up at the end of the trailer and uh, he was in, their, their whole group was in Halo Wars 2. What are they, do you remember what they're called? Like the, So they're called the Banished. The Banished. But yeah. I don't remember the, his name specifically. Whatever his name is, I just wanted to call out like the upgrade on him alone. I saw a couple people take like screenshots from last year versus this year. Like he looks way better. Like yeah. that was one thing that definitely is worth uh, shouting out here. But I'm taking us away from our original point, which is multiplayer. And I apologize about that, Ryan. Oh no, it's all good. I think I think it needed to be said, especially anything Halo related. We got to talk about here. On oh this man, there's so much here, so much Halo, for sure. So I'm sure we'll be talking more about Halo in the the weeks to come. I'm very <laughs> excited about it. You're very excited about it. I'm excited that my Halo console is coming in two weeks, Sean. Which is which oh be cool. nice. Um, they also Halo's anniversary is coming up as well. So I'm curious now that because we had both this suspected baby. When talking yep. about the 20th anniversary celebration last week, that maybe mm-hmm. they show Halo there. But now that we've seen Halo ahead of time, I, I think it's less likely we see Halo there. One but I'm last curious beta. if we see anything else Halo at that, that event. Maybe they bring back Halo 1 and 2, the OG Xbox versions. Who knows? Mm. I think they'll bring, talk about Halo at least a little bit because it is also Halo's birthday in addition to Xbox's birthday. So right. Maybe we see something else from Halo there. All right. Next up, the October Xbox update is finally here. It includes a 4K version of the dashboard as well as a new night mode allowing the adjusting of light sources to keep the dark rooms dark and for those who are sensitive to light. So it basically puts like, it's almost like Like a blue light filtering mode on on the screen as well. So what do you think about this update, Sean? For me, the, the 4K dashboard, I didn't really notice it until I saw this update came out and then I walked up close to my TV and looked at the icons. I was like, those are some sharp icons. Yeah, very nice. And and also my TV doesn't necessarily... Uh, do we have the same TV? Do you get the nano cell? Do we have the same one? Yeah, I think so. I think we have both have the LG and nano cell. But I yeah. have the 
I have the 2021 version. I don't know if you have Ooh, that version as well. No, I don't think I do. I think I'm one year behind you. I, I feel like it. the screen kind of judders less now because it was going from 4K to 1080p. So it kind of just goes like, if I'm playing a 4K game, it goes into a 4K dashboard and that seems to be a little bit smoother. So that was one of the first things that kind of triggered for me. Less actually about the quality and the crispness than it was the the TV interrupting um, its signal. So... There was that, and it's and it's great. You know, it's. I feel like that was prioritized well. Uh, only the fanboys got mad about that being a 1080p at launch, and it's like, obviously they just wanted to. The, the console came in hot last year. We remember that very well, and yeah. and they got it done a year later, and now they'll have Halo, and that's all good. That's it's out of the way. The night mode thing is a little bit weird. I tried that out, and um, I want to hear from anybody in the community. Leave a comment in the YouTube channel if um, if they turn this thing on because it really it significantly changes like the image color of it all. And so I'm, it's, it's almost yeah. too distracting for me to even try long enough to see if there's any benefit to it. So I'll probably leave that off. Yeah. Like it, it really reminds me of basically wearing like, you know, blue light glasses right. uh, to kind of re- reduce kind of uh, screen glare while mm-hmm. you're at your computer every day. And it's kind of the same type of tint. So I probably uh, could use it to be honest with you. I have headaches all the time. Like I'm in front of screens all the time. Uh, I, I probably should do it, but man, that color adjustment is is significant. It's real. Yeah, it's definitely tough to look at. So I will say one thing about the dashboard, and this is something that I learned to actually really appreciate on the PlayStation 5, is I wish that we get an update in the future where the dashboard also renders in HDR. Not so much that I think mm. that it needs the extra mm-hmm. color that HDR supports, but that the console, since most of the games now, support HDR, whether it's auto HDR or support HDR right. in the game itself. Um, I, I like um, the fact that the PlayStation 5 dashboard's in HDR, so then that way it's not switching, doing the switch between That's HDR right. it still and does not do HDR that. every time mm-hmm. you start a game, which also kind of flickers the screen and kind of slows things down. Yeah. Um, so I hope that they kind of add that up, like update at some point. Even if, again, it doesn't need to radically make the, the dashboard look any different totally just have the option just turned on all the time so then that way there's less adjusting for my tv every time i boot into a game or think about those dynamic backgrounds with hdr ryan that'd be really nice that's true like mm-hmm. the, the halo infinite one that they just that's came right. out with, with or really those, fancy the, with the windows xp one that we made up last week if only that would be amazing <laughs> we're still waiting on that one Sean. man what a good question last week that was so fun i know all right next <laughs> news story and uh, this one, as a 360 fan, kind of makes me a little bit uh, sad and nostalgic a little Aww. bit. But multiplayer support for all Xbox 360 Halo titles will officially be shut down on January 13th, 2022. Because, wow. um, I mean, there are so many people actually still playing these games still. But they kind of want to move everyone over to Master Chief Collection of and, course. and whatnot. So they want to keep the, the servers up there, especially with Infinite coming out. This is a move that we all probably could have seen coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have until January 13th to play, you know, Halo 3 or ODST or Reach <laughs> or Halo 4 on your Xbox One or Xbox 360. Yeah, the 360. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. I'm unimpacted. For the most part, again, most of us, most of us that have moved on to at least Xbox One by now don't even, this doesn't affect us at all. But does it, does it like indicate anything to you? Like something coming? Like does it, is, are they shutting it down? Is it really just to prepare for Infinite, do you think? I, I'm pretty sure it's just to prepare yeah. for Infinite and basically devote, because essentially the, at this point, they're going to be uh, managing the servers for Master Chief Collection and Halo 5 and Infinite. So mm-hmm. I think they want to just divert all their resources to those three games rather than also keeping like the upkeep that's involved with keeping these servers up to date. So right. I think that's, that's more than anything. Plus it also cuts off like a, a point of attack 
um, because that's something that um, companies like Microsoft and Sony kind of worry about with legacy servers. Oh, yeah, yeah. With with games like this, um, they don't want to keep them running forever for that reason as well. So there you go. All right, next up. Last week, we talked about the Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive Mm. edition. That's quite the name there. Um, <laughs> but we didn't have a release date or really know too much about oh, that. Yeah. Um, but we got a release date for it pretty much the day after we recorded last week. So it's right. actually coming out on November 11th. But mm-hmm. interestingly enough, we will actually be getting Grand Theft Auto San Andreas game, pass. game date on Game Pass. Yes. So that's a new edition for Game Pass coming next month on November 11th. The collection, we were speculating about the price last week, Sean. They announced the, it's going to be a full price game. So it's going to be $79.99 Canadian for the collection or $59.99 if you're living in the States. Uh, but Sean, what do you what do you think about this news? And uh, are you excited to play San Andreas again? Because I think uh, I think I'm definitely going to be booting that one up. Here's the thing, right? There's a lot of games coming out, my friend. We've got this Riders Republic. We got this Horizon, uh, sorry, Forza Horizon 5 coming out very soon. I wasn't sure when I was going to fit this game in, but Game Pass is perfect for me to just like, get maybe a little bit of a fix, um, play it throughout either the holidays or maybe into January as well. I can put off you know, buying this day one, I don't think I need to buy the entire collection. That's too much game for me. So mm-hmm. for me personally, it's it's a Game Pass experience. And maybe I'll get it on like a, a holiday sale or next year or something for the rest of the package. I think I still want it. So I'm just, man, I'm just glad I've got Game Pass until I think 2024 because this is perfect for me. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm kind of in the same boat where there's going to be a lot of games coming out around this time again we'll be probably pretty deep into forza around this time mm-hmm. I, I, so for someone like me who loves rpgs i've got shin megami tensei 5 coming out basically on the same day so it's <laughs> going to be harder to kind of rip myself away from it to play grand theft auto but mm-hmm. because it's going to be on game pass uh it's going to be almost like a great demo for the game for me personally to see if maybe it's going to be worth picking up the collection to maybe see if you know they've made changes in kind of the right areas especially with some of the missions because i talked about this on last week's show mm-hmm. where i think a lot of the mission design doesn't really hold up super well so i hope that they tweaked at least a little bit of it they did mention that you can automatically restart at any time uh missions but right. they didn't really go into many details about if they made any other changes to them um so and that's kind of my turnoff with these games more than anything playing them nowadays so i i'm excited to try it out on game pass and then from there make my decision as to whether or not it's worth it i mean the the game i'd really want to re- replay of these three is vice city which obviously mm-hmm. isn't included here um but uh we'll see i, I think it's an awesome move though at least giving one of the three games on Game Pass so people can try it out and then decide if if the collection is going to be there for them or not. I mean, Rockstar games don't stay in Game Pass for very long, though. Um, That's traditionally, true. like Red Dead or Grand Theft Auto, like they get cycled in and out all the time. Um, so this might only be in there for a couple months. Um, so That's okay. I, I'm, it just means, you know, make sure to play it before it leaves Game yeah. Pass and kind of figure out from there whether or not you want to buy it from there. But there you go. Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy definitive edition is happening. Get excited. And then last but not least, last news story, Bandai Namco have announced the next part of the Dark Pictures anthology Mm. called The Devil in Me. It will be the finale of quote unquote season one because it'll be um, we know <laughs> that they have an, we know that they have an eight D eight game deal with Supermassive the developer um, and this will be the fourth game so essentially oh, okay. I assume there's going to be two seasons in particular that's how they're going to approach this yeah um, it's going to arrive sometime next year I imagine it's going to be in October because that's when every single one of these games has arrived is in October including this year's game it's been uh, four years in a row of this yeah oh wow okay. Yeah. Man, so, my time, yeah, my sense of time is totally whacked right now, so who knows? 
I know. I, I can't. Well, I mean, if you think about it, it's been six years since Until Dawn came out, which is crazy to think. That about. is crazy. Oh, what a good game that is. Yeah. So the story in this one centers around a serial killer who's basically creating a mechanized uh, automaton from human body parts of his victims. Nice. Um, and it sounds really interesting and different from a lot of the other dark pictures anthology stuff. Cause the other three games were mostly about like ghosts or other supernatural stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one's like, it's basically going to be like a slasher uh, nice. film. Uh, but with the, him build basically like having this obsession with building like this ultimate, like killer robot. So I love it. What could go I wrong? Think it sounds really cool. And uh, I've heard a lot of great things about house, house of ashes. The latest yes. one that just came out. I actually mm-hmm. picked it up and I'm going to be playing it this weekend. Ooh. So I'll be able to talk about it on next week's show. Um, but yeah, it sounds awesome. I'm excited to check this one out next year because I, I like these I, I like horror games and I know that the last two um Little Hope and then Men of Adon I didn't really love a lot. Um but if House of Ashes is awesome like people say uh I, it's gonna be, get me even more excited for this game. Love so, it man. Nice. There you go. All right. Let's let some of our friends into the car with us. It is time for the carpool. Folks at home, if you'd like to have your question read on the carpool, you'd have a number of ways to do that. Number one, if you follow us on Twitter at Yumi Capriz, we tweet out a question post every single Tuesday, usually with a video of Sean. Sometimes it's an anime gift from me. It just depends on the week. Also, you can leave a comment on YouTube if you're watching the video version. Just leave your question there and we'll answer it on next week's show. Or you can join the Yumi Capri Discord. It's free to join. The link is in the show notes. Just like Joey Ferris at Ferris Wheel Pro did on Twitter. We know him. Yeah. Uh, He asked the question, hey, y'all, random question. Are are there any games you skipped out on picking up because you're deciding to wait for holiday sales? Mm. I wanted to buy Far Cry 6, but decided to wait until Black Friday. So, Sean, what do you think about this question? Because I think think we're in an interesting position that maybe is a little bit different from most of our listeners, but what Mm -hmm. do you you think anyways with this question? Yeah, Hot Wheels comes to mind for me. I'm definitely, I I got my eye on that one. I don't really feel the need to pull the trigger on it right away, but everybody seems to be having a ton of fun with that game. Um, so I feel like that's probably maybe the one and only one that I'm specifically waiting on. Um, Mm. but what about you, man? Yeah. I mean, this is kind of a tricky question because as I kind of alluded to just now, we're like, my buying habits have definitely changed since started doing, starting to do this podcast because, um, now that we, now that we get a lot of codes for games combined with the fact that we have game pass, um, I'm finding myself taking more and more chances on games at full price right. that I probably wouldn't have done before. Like I haven't had to budget for games like Far Cry or other games like that. So it's definitely mm-hmm. changed my spending habits. So I don't really have a lot of games that kind of fit that this mold for yeah. this reason. Cause I mean, Call of Duty I'm waiting for, I'm not going to buy yeah. Call of Duty day one. I don't think. And we'll see. I'm on a, definitely on a, we'll see, uh, for that one. Yeah, I mean, who who knows with that game? Um, and yeah, like stuff. So for the most part, again, I'm also in the same camp with you with Hot Wheels. I also yeah. didn't pick it up. So um, I, I'm definitely probably waiting for a sale on that one. Um, as well as there's some just games on other platforms that are not on the Xbox, like especially yeah. Switch titles yeah. um, that came out this year that I'm kind of waiting on. I mean, WarioWare, I check get out, that, man. Yeah, uh, well, I have WarioWare. But I, I, uh, I didn't uh, pick up Monster Hunter Rise. Um, that was a game mm. I was thinking about picking up earlier this year, but just never got around to it. And I'll probably get to buy that one on sale. Yeah. Um, same goes with something like cruise and blast, um, uh, yeah. which I've heard so many great things about. Um, that that's a game I'm kind of waiting on as well. So dude, guardians got good reviews think. this week. Guardians reviews came out and they were good. I had no yeah, interest in I, this game, like zero interest. And I still don't know if I'm going to be buying it right away, but that could be something I pick up on a black Friday sale or holiday sale over Christmas or something like that. 
Well, if you have a Switch, Sean, there's actually the cloud demo that you can go play right now because it's oh, the only place where there's a demo for the game. Is that's, on amazing. Why don't they, that's amazing. Yeah, so you can definitely check that out. But yeah, as far as, um, whereas normally if I was kind of on the outside uh, of the podcast, Sean, I would have probably waited on games like Far Cry. Far Cry, or, yeah. Or uh, some of the ones we picked up last month that we got codes for. So um, yeah, I think that it's totally changed my buying habits. And I can totally understand why, you know, most people would not spend buy games on day one like I kind of do um, mm-hmm. nowadays, but it's because I can take a little more chances because of that. So yeah. there you go. Next up, Edward Varnell at that retro code asks the question with all the studios Microsoft acquired, do you think it's time for them to stop working with outside developers like remedy and platinum games? If they don't, do you see more of a questionable relationship if things fall through or don't sell well. So I think we've actually started to see them move away from this a lot, Edward, for the most part. Like, um, the, besides Remedy with Crossfire X, I don't know what uh, anything else that we know from Microsoft that they're working with an outside studio that they don't own on. Right. Unless I'm mistaking something. Sean, do you think I'm I can't think of that? I can't think of anything. But it's just like, it's so interesting because there's, a, there's maybe a bit of a double standard. I'm not entirely sure, but it's complicated because whenever Xbox does try to do this, it kind of backfires on them. They try to claim, mm-hmm. well, um, whatchamacallit, just signed up with, um, with the initiative. Um, oh, Ido, Crystal, Crystal Dynamics. Dynamics. Yeah. yeah, they yeah. just signed up. I, I guess that made that if that counts as a, but that's as close as we really get. Well, that's a um, support studio, though. That's not like yeah. the, the main developer for a game or anything like that. It's, I mean, we, we know from looking at the credits of games that support studios from outside of Microsoft collaborate with them totally. all the time. It, and it's a very different thing than kind of what Eric's kind of asking about with Platinum and, and Remedy specifically. Well, I, I feel like I kind of wish that they were able to get this a little bit more robust and, and smooth and expected that they can work with external, sort of like a second party type of relationship and then have that natural onboarding and acquisition that the Sony fans are, are so proud about over in PlayStation land where, mm-hmm. you know, it makes sense for a Blue Point to be acquired by Sony. So it'd be, it would be great for that to happen for Xbox in the future to, like, it makes sense for them to buy um, Moon Studios or something like that. That. that would be that would be awesome. Um, so I would like them to do it more. But um, yeah, I don't know. It just seems to kind of backfire. Maybe to the point here of the question. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's why. Like, I feel like they have enough internal studios that they don't need to go outside of their wheelhouse and, and get a bunch of second party do a, yeah. um, as many second party relationships as Sony does. Um, but at the same time, I would maybe love to see them do that more because um, I, I would love to see maybe some either some smaller developers or even um, larger independent developers maybe get some of that extra budget from Microsoft and then actually build something really cool and unique that, that for Xbox specifically. Yeah. Um, some sort of licensing thing, honestly, is something that's really missing and PlayStation is really killing it with like, they've got the Spider-Man, they've got the Wolverine, like where is the answer to that? And I feel like that, that is insomniac now. And of course that started almost like a second party type of relationship and got built into that. I'd love to see something like that. Like, I don't know if it's a rock steady or something like that. Um, kind of partnering up and get something exclusive over on Xbox for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and more likely, like Microsoft seems like they're more likely to just buy the studio rather than kind of build that kind of relationship. With yeah, them. so I think it's just apples and oranges when kind of comparing comparing them to PlayStation because they mm-hmm. do they both do di- business very differently from each yeah, other. Yeah, that's true. All right, 
Last question of the week comes to us from Todd Oxtra at Toxtra, who asked the question, with Echo Generation launching as a Western turn-based RPG with a unique visual style, is it time for Western takes on the JRPG formula like South Park The Stick of Truth? Maybe Xbox should explore the style with a rare IP or maybe Sea of Thieves. So Todd, I would, as someone who loves turn-based games, I would love to see more Western developers uh, takes on turn-based RPGs. We just don't see a ton of them. And when we see turn-based RPGs, most of them are on the PC space and, and more like CRPGs like Pillars of Eternity or Divinity or, or, or those types of experiences. Um, but yeah, I would love to see more of this. I, I think that sounds awesome. Sean, what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I, I mean like uh, Gears Tactics, kind of like that kind of thing. I think that would be, yeah. that'd be fine. Yeah, I think that would be great. For sure. I, I think we're both on board with that idea. I think it sounds yeah. Great. But anyways, Sean, I know we had to go, but before I go, Sean, plugs go. Well, I know we got a great question from TPR about PS5. We're going to hold that over for, for next week. It was in the Discord. I just wanted to acknowledge that because TPR is a wonderful supporter, asks great questions. We're going to hold that for next week. Um, but I would love it if people follow me on Twitter at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. Twitch at twitch.tv slash Sean Capri and donate to my Extra Life page. Let's bury all these other suckers who think they can beat me at fundraising. I'd love to get the ball rolling on this. I'm going to be in Rome, so follow me on Twitch. I'll be streaming from there. And that's it for me ryan except me don't bury me right sean we can get buried together <laughs> oh jeez as for me you can find me on twitter <laughs> at ryan turford you also find us on twitter at yumi capris on youtube at youtube.com slash yumi capri and on podcast services around the globe so for sean capri i'm ryan turford this has been episode 213 of the xbox drive and we out Oh. I'm literally going to be on the plane with it by the time that we're supposed to be recording next week's episode. So Ryan and I are going to have to figure that out, but I can't do it right now because I got a meeting in about four minutes and that's how we do this show. So I'm going to drink my coffee and drink my pop and get my pop to my wife. So Bob, the Xbox drive is fueled by patrons at patreon.com slash Capri. And from the bottom of my heart, I am so grateful to the nearly 70 patrons who support us each and every month with special thanks to our Capremium producers, Dallas Ford, Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix overdrive extra life team, and Jonathan Brown, the man behind the music on the Xbox Drive and the Nintendo Drive. You can support Jonathan Brown at youtube.com slash GamingPurpleMonkey. Our platinum producers, Robbie Bobby Miller and Trucker Sloth. And all of our gold members, Argo, Benji Kong, Brendan Myers, Dallas Robbins, Dano, Emily O'Kelly, Foolish Fuji, Heather Boney, James Johnson, Dr. Doom, Joel Brooks, Jose Jimenez, Mac Time, Marcus O'Neill, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, RJ Kern, Skinny Matt, and Xavier Reyes. If you'd like to support this show, go to patreon.com slash Capri and choose the Patreon tier that works for you.